You know, that really is a catchy tune, isn't it? Thanks to Joe Giuliano. Well, we stole this from Joe Giuliano about nine years ago. As a matter of fact, it has been nine. This is the ninth year that we're doing our show, The Four Outdoors, when we started out as... Was it Ticket Outdoors? No, Angler and Hunter. It was Angler and Hunter show when we first started. Ticket um, Outdoors. I still get videos like from Angler and Hunter days. Well, it's been I, a weird ride. I posted one. I reposted one. Again, this is Steve Strasinski, Mark Lukey, Sam Oftedall is uh, busy. We are uh, broadcasting right now from Sam's store, his family's store called Capra's in Blaine. But Sam's got a big, big meeting uh, with some... Some big shots. What's happening with that meeting? So explain that. So again, he's getting 3D archery put in his upstairs. He he had an archery range forever, which it's he's totally gutting and redoing his archery department, and he's putting in a 3D archery, which is like uh, you know video display. Animal walks by, like it's real hunting situation. Yeah, instead so, of instead of just regular targets. Yeah. So okay. it's really cool. It's really popular. There's leagues going on with it. Um, anyway, people the people installing it flew in today specifically to show him everything and set it up, I believe. So um, he has to, it's like, it's kind of like a Yeti sighting. Like we just see him walk by right. like in the distance, right? you know, like dragging his hands, yeah, you, know, right. you know, like yeah. The, yeah. the film. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I've never seen. Yeah. Someone so actually had a it's real like a guy in a gorilla yeah, suit. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually had someone said, boy, how come all these photographs are, are kind of, Fuzzy. Well, it turns out that he's actually fuzzy. You know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that sounds like a Far Side cartoon. Yeah, it does. Anyway, Capra good. Sporting Goods and uh, Capra Outdoors. I will call it what you want, but if you need anything, it's a, it's a great store. It's in Blaine, just south of uh, Highway Highway Ten on on, on uh, sixty five in Blaine, and easily reachable. And he's got everything. So come to Capra's and and support him a little bit. We try to, of course, but Sam's not going to be on the air today. How you been, Mark? I've been great. It's busy. Uh, we're starting to get full swing into baseball season, so I've been coaching a lot. We So we're recording it on Thursday because I have a baseball game on Sunday. Thank you, Stu, for moving that. So, um, you know, it's going to be full swing. There's a lot going on in my world. I get my boat on the 5th from Power Lodge. I'm super excited about that. One of our great sponsors, by the way. Thank you so much, Power Lodge, for watching my baby. I can't wait to... Get in the water, and and I might get in the water the sixth, the day after, because it's the Minnesota bound crappie contest. I think you're going to make that. Is that Lake Minnetonka, right? Yep, it's Lord Fletcher's Lake Minnetonka. It's a wonderful event. It's ten dollars to enter, and anybody can win because it's not the biggest fish. It's a secret prize that's drawn. So they draw draw a weight, say it's point five, point four, something like that. And everyone registers a fish, and the closest to that number wins the grand prize, which this year is a mini pontoon boat. So oh, it's one of those, fun. yeah, you yeah, know, at the yeah, cabin, yeah. you see those small, right. and, and I think it's a pedal power, but it comes with a trailer. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a $10,000 value, yeah. probably the whole shebang. So yeah. it's going to be tons of fun. Big thanks to uh, a lot of people that donated prizes. Uh, Fleet Farm donated a ton of gift certificates. I think over two thousand dollars worth of gift certificates. We have a hundred fishing rods for little kids and ten, like nice rods for adult prizes. And um, we we have hundreds of people that give prizes for us. Almost everyone that walks across the stage gets a prize and come see me. 
Because I'll be there all day with my. Well, I'll Sunday. tell you, have you have you sent out all the flyers and all the publicity's done about this thing already? Or can can we can I get jump in the game? Because if you want me to, I'll make a guest appearance and maybe it'll draw more people. Well, come hang down. We'll, we'll <laughs> post it on our Facebook page and uh, no, um, come down if you can. I, I've done it for seven years now. There's only one year. I think we missed it the first COVID year. Um, and there's one year we had to push it till after opener because ice was not off the lake yet. I think you're going to make it this year. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that. But anyway, the last couple of years when they had the the, uh, the crappie contest at Lake, lake Minnetonka, wasn't it like a 12- or 13-year-old kid the last two years yeah. won a boat and something else and a I four-wheeler? Think, I think and, there was three years in a row that a teenager won a brand-new boat. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. And it is completely random, and um, it was wonderful to see a kid that loved fishing – you know, his dad hooked up their car and pulled away their new boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It is a great event. It All proceeds go to Fishing for Life, so it's all for a good cause. Yeah, it's May 6th on Lake Minnetonka. And by the way, I think you're going to have ice off because I, I just made a few phone calls before the show started today. And here's some reports of potential ice off. I get this from the pros. Uh, Rainy Lake, I talked to uh, Chris and Kelly Grandrud, and uh, they said for May, opening up there on Rainy Lake, he said it's touch and go. It's going to be 50-50 right now. They're not all that confident they're going to have ice off. Tony Roach, uh, Tony Roach we, uh, we were in touch with each other as well. He said, I asked him the same question. When do you think ice off is going to be? He says, two weeks to, from today. That's pretty uh, specific. Yep, relax. And he said, uh, so that's pretty specific. So he thinks they're going to be all set pretty close. Uh, Byron Ellerson uh, uh, from uh, Lake of the Woods. Good friend of mine, he says mm, he's not confident that they're going to have ice off, and uh, that's that's uh, that's probably the right 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 answer there. Steve Carney, he goes out west all the time. Big Stone and Travers out that way. <laughs> he said that the ice will be off within a week, but he said fishing, like I talked, I'll, I'll talk about later on, doesn't get good until about a week or two after after opener after right. the ice is off. He said so, uh, but he's got people. He's all booked. He's all booked for the first three weeks, four weeks already. So. Uh, uh, he thinks he'd be off. And then Steve Renneberg from Arrowhead Outdoors up in Ely, Minnesota, said the ice is almost off of Fall Lake already, which surprises him. But he said the ice is in rough shape. Most of the lakes around Ely uh, is holding on, and, and uh, he thinks uh, they'll be making it for opener as well, so May 13th, 14th, 15th, whatever it is. So I think we're, I think we're ahead of the game compared to what we thought we were going to be a couple of weeks back. I'll just say this. If you're in northern Minnesota – don't come down here for an opener because you have so many fish. We need all the fish we can. <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> You're talking about how many years we've been. We were talking about how many years we've been on the show. Just by coincidence, nine, this is our ninth year. And the reason I know it's specifically nine years because I posted something, reposted something from nine years ago. If remember, uh, Boomer, one of our original hosts on the show, was asking everybody to donate money or jump in the water, jump in the freezing water, and raise money for charity. I forget how. polar plunge or something? Yeah, the polar plunge kind of thing. And there's a video that I posted again that was posted nine years ago of me. My pretty wife, Diana, was helping me. I jumped in the water, a big pond right by our townhouse in in Vandas Heights, 39 degrees outside. And I seriously, I'm 71 years old right now, so I was, who knows, 80, 62, 63 back then. I was concerned that my heart wouldn't take it, you know, and so I tied a rope around me. <laughs> I and remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and Dinah was holding the rope, and she was doing play-by-play, play, and it was it was nasty. And, and that's so, before they invented clam float suits. So yeah, that's right. I was out there in, a, in a, a bathing suit, and boy, it was, it was, you got somebody calling you? 
Uh, yeah, my brother-in-law, Sam. Oh, well, Sam offed it all? <laughs> no, Sam straight. Oh, that's right. So anyway, <laughs> we're blessed we've been on the show for a long, long time. But uh, So what's going on this week, buddy? What's going on with your life? Well, I have uh, a kind of funny, interesting experience. I had to get my license renewed at the DMV. Yep. Which everyone dreads, of course. And um, the scary thing is, I'm going to have to renew it again when I'm in my 50s. That just feels weird. <laughs> anyway, so I went to the Plymouth one because that's by my office. And apparently, they have a whole mini like city system there where like people learn how to drive or take their driver's test. There's a lot of roads. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right. So I pull into this place, and I'm going down this fake city, fake lights, fake everything. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah, it is like the Truman <laughs> Show. Honestly, that is a great analogy because... The stoplights were like from the 50s, right? Like they were just like old school stoplights. You know, like you were going to hear them click, cling, click, yeah, or something. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, I realize I'm driving the wrong way down a one-way street while kids are learning, they're taking their driver's test. <laughs> that was today? Today. In a closed-off city, these 16-year-old nervous teenagers are going down the road. And they're going against yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm going, why is everyone going down the middle of the road the wrong way? And everyone's way. calling you John Candy. Yeah. Everyone's like yelling. <laughs> I went around the entire building the wrong way while kids are taking driver's tests. I mean, they probably- Oh, you weren't, you weren't taking your test at that no. time or anything? No, I didn't have to take a test. Oh, I was I just see. trying to park to get my license. Oh, that's funny. Good thing nobody saw you. None they, of the authorities saw you. They probably thought I was a plant. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. what do you do if someone's going the wrong way? Right. Anyway, I'm waving at everybody. <laughs> They're all, you know. You're the, going the wrong way. The instructors are looking like, uh, yeah, like this guy's a lunatic. Oh, that is funny. So there's kids swerving out of my way. And I, I ended up parking like where they practiced. The, like it was just totally screwed up. Oh, that's funny. I was not expecting to drive into a simulated world, you know. Yeah. And um, Were you concerned when you walked in the building, they called you, someone who had seen man, you and, and, and called you? If they saw me on the camera, they would not have given me a license. <laughs> I guarantee that. I guarantee oh, that. Oh, that's wonderful. I know. It was. Um, it's right out of Chevy Chase I mean, or something. Who would have thought on an off-road in Plymouth there would be one way? And you know what I mean? It's like you don't. Think of that. You think you drive up to the building and park, right? Yeah. Oh no, I was uh, I was breaking many laws. I told you earlier this year, I believe it was when I was working the Minnesota Twins. I had to boogie to get here because the Twins game ran mm-hmm. over whatever it was. It might have been late last fall. And anyway, I, I'm so I'm, I snuck out like an inning too early. I got permission from the Minnesota Twins bosses, and I go down the ramp, and I'm getting out to the to go to the end of the out of the ramp, and the the gate was there, and I couldn't. I, and the, the machines were on the other side of the gate, and I'm thinking, well, how do I do it? I went down. I went down the entrance ramp. <laughs> of the, and fortunately, it was, the game was on, you know, so no one's going. Yeah. And I was able to turn around in a little area, and I went all the way back. You didn't have to, the, to go backwards up the whole thing? Like, <laughs> no, I was able to turn around. <laughs> yeah, so. Was, it, was Benny Hill music playing the Yeah, no, yeah, that's funny. That's funny, yeah. We had an interesting experience. My wife and I, my pretty wife, Diana, had... Uh, her first cataract surgery experienced two days ago, and um, everything's fine, thank God. Uh, we went to Bloomington someplace, Minnesota Eye Specialist, or whatever you call it, early in the morning. and then. Uh, but the day before, we wanted to go see the—we were tours, wanted, went to Stillwater to see the floods. And it, was, it, just, it just amazed me how, how much power there is with nature and how many sandbags. I appreciate those volunteers trying to keep the water from all the businesses— the water is maybe a foot below the bridge, the Stillwater Bridge. And we went to the Dock Cafe to have a glass of wine and just 
pay attention to nature. And our waiter was our uh, yeah the bartender, nice guy about my age, stopped by and talking to Diane, what's going on? I said, well, she needs a glass of wine. She's having her cataract surgery tomorrow by coincidence because she's nervous. We're all nervous. You've never had it done. And uh, the guy was a retired eye doctor. <laughs> he was the guy who did this for 30 or 40 years. And he, we talked. He stayed and stayed with Diana for 15 minutes easy, wow. just answering questions, telling her what to expect and all this. What, God works in funny ways. Yeah, you know? And we, sure. we just did this on the spur of the moment. And who's there? Not even 12 hours prior to her having surgery is someone who's going to make her feel comfortable. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. It was really cool. That's a great story. And his name was um, uh, Patrick Thomas Sullivan. Dr. Iman. Dr. Patrick Sullivan. He was uh, from Ireland, <laughs> you know. But it was just so um, she's doing fine right now. And was, as a matter of fact, he said, when you wake up the next morning, you're not going to believe the difference. Oh, that's and cool. So anyway, she woke up this morning and she comes to me and she goes, you know that clock I have that shows up on the ceiling? I saw what time it was. Wow. Isn't that Now you're going to have to do your hair a little bit better. She can see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is kind of cool. So so we're very, very, very blessed. And she's having another, another one done next week. So uh, well, we have a great show. Why don't you tell us uh, who our guests are tonight? First guy is Tanner Cherney from Devil's Lake Tourism. Good friend of ours. Talk about uh, what's going on in his life. Talk about open water fishing. And, and we're going to spend some time there May 22nd for the media event. But we'll get some ideas as to what to do to get ready for open water. And he, as much as anybody, knows it all. So Tanner's a good guy. And then somebody you uh, picked up just yesterday. Yeah, Tom Glines of the NWTF was gracious enough to be interviewed for us talking turkeys because we are in the throes of turkey season. So he's going to talk about the NWTF and his passion for turkeys. Cool. We're all blessed uh, to be here today. And uh, thanks, for everybody, to joining us. Get ready for those couple of guests. We'll be back in a few minutes with uh, the Four Outdoorsmen. The Four Outdoorsmen is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods. Checking in with the Four Outdoorsmen. Find them at MyBobCountry.com under the Weekend tab. If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors. If you're an angler, Devil's Lake speaks for itself. Big fish and a lot of fish. But the entire town is filled to the brim with fun all year round. There's weekly movies and concerts in the park. Early June brings the Devil's Run Classic Car Show. You can take a chance at Spirit Lake Casino or be part of the 47th Chamber Team Walleye Tourney on June 23rd. And if you like hiking trails or a great restaurant or a round of golf, <laughs> Devil's Lake, baby. DevilsLakeND.com. And thanks. Dezeal Heating and AC introduces their new Navian tankless water heaters. These tankless water heaters will deliver a continuous flow of hot water for as long as you need it. No waiting for a tank to reheat more water, wasting time and energy. For a limited time only, Dezeal is offering $500 off. And include this on your yearly maintenance for free if you're currently a member of Dezeal's service partner plan. Exclusions apply. Call the top dog today. DezealHVAC.com. <laughs> Hey, Lake Plantagenet is a fisherman's paradise and home to Balsam Beach Resort, just five miles south of Bemidji. Balsam Beach is the exclusive resort on the lake, 
and is a perfect Minnesota destination for multi-fishing limits, RV camping, ATV travel, or simply relaxing with your family in a remote natural setting. The boys and I visit every year. In every trip, our families enjoy all of the amenities this award-winning resort has to offer. Beautiful resort, wonderful hosts, great fishing, and that's BalsamBeachResort.com. Arrowhead Outdoors and Ely, Minnesota. It's a beautiful destination with Minnesota's best fishing outfitter based on the Star Tribune's Reader's Choice Awards of 2022. Chris and Steve of Arrowhead Outdoors have one big goal, and that's to make sure all of us enjoy spring and summer months in Ely during 2023. Hey, there's only one bait store in Ely that's open all year round, which shows a commitment to everyone who loves the outdoors, relish the doorstep to the BWCA, and that's Arrowhead Outdoors. Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing belts from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Total Country Bob The Four Outdoorsmen is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods. Uh, the boys are back in town for outdoorsmen. I'll tell you what, this is, of course, like we said, uh, Mark and I are at Capra's Sporting Goods Store. We're doing it from the Palatial Studios in Capra's Sporting Goods Store. I'm in Bland on Highway 65, and uh, Sam, our fourth outdoorsman, is, uh, you know, like I said before, he's he's in a meeting. It's like he's a big shot. You yeah, know? he's got people flying in for a 3D archery range being built in his store, and it's going to be awesome. I might have to take, really. When someone flies in for a meeting, I guess you got to take it. I think you got it. What's more important? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> What's my making a, making a living or having fun with the boys? Yeah, I tell you what, we got. Of course, we talked about this before. Uh, we got Tanner Cherney on the phone with us. Tanner's from Devils Lake, North Dakota. Although that's not where you are right now. But Tanner, welcome to the show again, pal. 
Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. How the heck are you guys? Every day is a gift, buddy. Every day is a gift. You know, Mark, Mark is kind of scrambling here. You know, you know that we, we had a little bit of trouble here with learning how to run this board because Sam's not here to take care of it. We're at his place, of course. And both Mark and I got stuck in traffic, and uh, it's a it's a pain in the butt. So I think we should all move to Devil's Lake, North Dakota, or someplace out that way, and just just get just get on with life instead of all this traffic. It's it really does suck. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. So um, and uh, with all the craziness happening here in Minnesota, Tanner, I think I'm ready to come. Are you? Will you take me? Uh, we will welcome you guys with open arms. You know, our our form of a traffic jam up here in Devil's Lake is if there's three or four boats ahead of you at the boat launch. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty smooth sailing up here. And ever since Tanner moved out a couple of years ago from his home, the basement is available for you, Mark. So, uh, How's the state income tax situation there? Is it pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're a really good state to move to. So oh. come on up. you got the great outdoors, all kinds of incentives. Like uh, it, It's a very special place to me. But well, we want to talk about Devil's Lake and ice off and, and what's happening and how do we get ready for open water fishing and all that. Well, tell us what's new with you. Tell us what's new with, with you and your business out there in North Dakota. You know, things are great. Um, you know, obviously doing a lot of things at Devil's Lake and helping promote the outdoors. And, you know, as we get closer to uh, summertime and things are starting to pick up on the photography side of the world and also helping promote different uh outdoor adventures with our toy haulers that I've been helping on the marketing side of things for team lodge. So there's been, you know, we've learned in this industry, it's hard to do one thing, but uh, being able to be diversified and have your hands in a lot of different things at once have been really, really fun. You know, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm excited for you because it's, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of blending and, and, um, and uh, it's kind of like osmosis. One thing leads to another thing and all, it all blends together and you're going to make a living paying your bills, doing something you enjoy, which is, Something that a lot of people can say they do. Isn't osmosis when you sleep on a book and then you know all the knowledge? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> is it? I think that was the wrong word, Mr. English. No, no osmosis, is, it, 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 it's, it, it, it crosses over, right? It kind of seeps in, right? Seep, so. yeah, it seeps in. Okay, you're yeah, right. Okay. There you go. Here you go. All right. This kid's from North Dakota. He doesn't know crap about English, okay? So <laughs> don't throw me under the bus. It's kind of like osmosis. Hey, I know about... I know about reverse osmosis when it comes to water coming out of your fountain, so I do know a little bit. <laughs> well, again, good for you to be making a living and paying your bills by doing something you enjoy, because I'm not sure a lot of people are able to do that. No, it's like you said, every day is a gift, and being able to enjoy it, I mean, life is way too short in the grand scheme of things, so when you can be able to mix your pleasure and enjoy with what you do for work, it just makes it that much better. And every day is uh, an adventure and I always look forward to the next. Yep. So um, let's reset for some of our listeners. See, we talk to Tanner like uh, he's an old friend because he is an old friend, but let's reset a little bit for people that aren't familiar. Tanner um, originally worked for Devils Lake North Dakota, still does in some capacity, but you're like one of our longest running friends, uh, partners, um, information givers out there. Tanner's been our friend of the show for eight years now and always gives us the scoop on uh, Devil's Lake and everything going on in Devil's Lake and, and what kind of tips to do and what, what to look for. So um, why don't you just give a real brief uh, background about yourself before we get into this? Yeah, so, you know, I started with Devil's Lake Tourism back in 2014, which seems like it was just yesterday, but, man, time flies, especially when you're having fun and 
through that, I was helping promote the, the destination as, you know, an outdoor sportsman's paradise, whether it was for walleye fishing, perch fishing, waterfall hunting, all that great stuff. So through that, I got to meet a lot of great people and make a lot of good friends like you guys. And um, after about five years with Devil's Lake Tours and my kind of caught the bug with uh, photography and ended up going out on my own and starting my own photography and, and social media marketing business called Peak Productions, which I still have today, um, back in 2020 or 2019, I actually should say, and uh, have kind of ran with that. And through my adventures with my own business, I've been able to open a lot of other doors that I've been able to really diversify and, and get to know. And um, i guess every day you just never know where the next uh, business is going to come from but uh, my roots are from devil's lake and like you said i still have the capacity of working with devil's lake and Susie and the team up there uh, especially with uh, the media events and the outdoor um reports whether it's waterfall hunting and we do a weekly fishing report so no it's uh, devil's lake will always be home to me well we're going to keep asking about it because you are authority on the subject um now, I don't have to ask you an opener is because there's no opener in the state of North Dakota. So um, do you kind of miss not having – I mean, it is cool that you can do it at all times, but in Minnesota, it's it's like uh, it's like Christmas, you know? Like opener is, is a celebration. Um, do you miss not having that like, all right, it's opener, let's clear our weekend? You know, that is a really good, good question. question, and I would – I would say just because of the fact that I've never really experienced a, a fishing opener, I don't would I wouldn't say I miss it or wish we had it. But in that same essence, you know, I always look forward to waterfall opener or pheasant opener, especially North Dakota deer opener is like a holiday for us up there. I remember yeah. uh, growing up in middle school and high school, that used to be actually a school day that was taken off by all of our school systems just because everyone and their brother was out chasing whitetails across the state. And uh, yeah, so I can see how that is a very, uh, very much a thing that people look forward to. And I could see how it would be very well received. So the fact that you can fish for walleyes right now, maybe some Minnesotans aren't really familiar with patterns at this time of year, you know, coming right straight off ice. Are are the walleyes, are they coming up shallow to spawn yet, or is it like pre-spawn at this point? You know, we're kind of in that pre-spawn phase right now. We still have got some ice on the main lake itself. You know, when you talk about two and a half feet of ice and we've got, you know, 165,000 acres of water, there's a lot of ice to melt out there. And thankfully, we've got a lot of wind in the forecast over the next few weeks and some rain and stuff to help speed that process up. But honestly, right now is that time to get prepared. We got, I think the last projection I saw was we're going to have close to a two two foot rise on water um, coming into our system throughout the, the spring runoff, which for those that aren't familiar with Devil's Lake, we do have, you know, two or three different coolie systems that feed our lake from the northern end of it. And when that water is running and those fish are getting ready for spawn, it can make for one heck of a walleye bite coming up in the shallows, whether you're fishing from shore or in a boat. And quite honestly, for the next two months, almost up until the middle of June, some of the best fishing can be right from shore and you don't even have to go launch your boat. And it's just amazing how this fishery has become what it has over the last 25, 30 years. I was talking to Steve Carney today, as a matter of fact, and because uh, I'm getting lake open, ice all, ice open uh, reports from all over the state of Minnesota. And he was saying that him personally, he believes the best fishing in springtime is about two weeks after open ice, open water. What do you, what do you think about that? Ice off. I, I would agree. You know, and all it, it all depends on also too, just, you know, that water temp. It seems like, 
you get complete ice off and in Devil's Lake in general, you know, we have a pretty shallow lake when you think about all the northern ends that are maybe 10 feet deep at the most. You get that late spring, warm, sunny days and it can fire those walleyes up and when they're just like going into ice or just going into ice season, those fish are super hungry, ready to put on the feed bag for winter. Right now, they're going to be super active as they get ready for spawn. And yeah, it could be some of the best fishing that you can experience. Not to say the rest of the season won't be fantastic as well, but uh, if you're uh, an active fisherman and you like to change fish, whether it's casting and pitching crankbaits, that that spring bite when you get along those weed edges or up shallow near the rocks and the riprap up here on our shorelines, it can make for one one heck of a bite. Hey, Tanner, um, most lake systems kind of go in cycles with different species of fish, you know, having one or two year heydays, you know, and, and uh, Strush sent me a picture from a friend who caught just some enormous jumbo perch. That was only, well, that was uh, uh, Thane Jensen. Yeah. Thane, Thane was out Clown. there. I think it was last month, and I think, Tanner, you took over. You were there when he brought some guys out. They were supposed to be the uh, Cabellos was out there and Clan was out there, and you, and you kind of took control because somebody could not be there for some reason. But uh, the fish, that they, yes. the fish, he showed me that picture. I had lunch with Thane today, by the way, and it was – those are beauties, man. Do you uh, – oh. is, it, is it time for Jumbo Perch on that lake? Is, is that the hot bite? Is, is walleye – I know everything is good, but – what species it, are really cycling right now? So this last winter was a good winter for perch. Definitely, you know, they have a cyclical lifespan and you'll get one or, you know, every three years you get a really good uh, batch of perch that come through the system. And this year was probably one of those. And not to say that there's not a lot of great perch fishing to be had next winter and so on and so forth. But honestly, right now is the time for walleyes. You know, we got our netting numbers back um, from Game and Fish this last fall, and they just kind of did their open water preview for all the fisheries in North Dakota. And Devil's Lake is really well positioned going into 2023 summer here as we have, um, I want to say, like long-term average. They're about 30% above where they expect to be. So um, the year class of those 15 to 20-inch walleyes right now um, are really strong. There's some great, great classes of, you know, those trophy fish that are 26 and above. Um, but just overall netting numbers coming back from fall when they're, I, I want to say, don't quote me, but I want to say normally they expect to have 20 or so 20 to 23 walleyes per net. And this year they were getting 35 walleyes per net. So, wow. um, I think it's going to be all systems a go and it's going to be probably one of our best open water years we've had in, in the foreseeable past decade or so and then you put in the you know a little bit of a rise we're going to have this year and hopefully that'll help with the spawn and the reproduction and i think it's kind of the perfect storm for uh, a really good walleye season well i'll tell you what even super strew can catch a few fish this summer you're saying because uh uh, four outdoorsmen are going to be in Devil's Lake May 22nd through the 24th through the media event, and, and I, I'm excited about that. So that's about the perfect time with ice off. I'm guessing we're going to be fine May 22nd, right? I am Unless Mother Nature decides to throw us a big curveball over the next couple of weeks, I think by uh, that time in May we should be all systems a go for sure from shore, and hopefully all the boats and everything will be – boat ramps will be up and running. But, yeah, I mean, it's honestly going to be probably about the perfect timing if – if this cool weather keeps up we've had right now, it'll be about ideal time with the spawn and everything going on. Because once well, those walleyes do spawn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, once 
once those walleyes do spawn, you sometimes see, you know, a, a six to 10 day lag there where those fish maybe are a little lackadaisical as they come off the spawn. But I think we're going to hit this about perfect. Well, let's talk about that. What we have to do to get ready for it. Not necessarily Devil's Lake. Everyone knows that Devil's Lake is, is uh, of course, a bucket list trip for a lot of people. And we're blessed to be part of the group that goes out there regularly. Five a day, ten in possession, and there's no slot limit. But what what can we do to prepare for catching walleyes early this spring? Not just in Devil's Lake, but any place else you're going to walleye fish. So there's a couple things when it comes to springtime walleyes. A, jigs and minnows and jigs and plastics can be a great way to tackle these fish. Um, you know, you're going to find them up in shallow, whether it's pre-spawn or post-spawn. They're going to be up where they just laid their drop their eggs. Um, but I like to pr- personally, I like a quarter ounce jig, whether I'm you know, vertical jigging with a minnow or I'm pitching into the weed lines with a plastic twister tail or paddle tail on there just because it's a light enough jig that you can uh, fish it really shallow, but yet it's still right on the verge of being a little bit heavier that if you're out a little bit deeper, you can vertical jig that no problem. Um, And then honestly, we, it seemed like Devil's Lake kind of pioneered this bite and it's really kind of taken off on most Midwestern bodies of water, especially early spring and early or late spring and early summer is slip bobber and leeches. As soon as you're able to get leeches out there, there's nothing better than just that live bait, slow presentation and slip bobbers are a great way to get that. You know, we talk springtime water is super clear. Those fish are a little bit spookier. So you're trying to basically position yourself close enough to the weeds that you can pitch but you can't really vertical jig because of the fact that you're going to be you know right next to the boat and five feet of water and those fish are going to spook so being able to deploy a a slip bobber with a leech on there that you can put 18 inches off bottom and cast about 20 yards from the boat and get into that five foot of water without spooking those fish has become a really good tactic that a lot of guys are, are doubling down on and you know we're fortunate in north dakota to be able to use two lines um during the open water season and being able to have two bobbers out there or have one bobber and pitch the other line it makes for a really fun time in the spring I would imagine so. Mark, you got something right now? So you have no state income tax, and you can use two lines while open water fishing. And there's no slot limit, and it's five a day and ten in possession. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's looking better and better by the second, Tanner. Yeah. I, you guys, you better pack your pickups and head this way sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tanner, you're talking about leeches. I'm a, I've always, when I was a kid fishing on a lake for a million all my entire life for the most part, Ninety percent of the time we were on on that on that body of water was leeches when leeches were were available. With a little uh, Joe Spinner. With a little Joe Spinner, my old man still got the same one on the same rod. It's in his coffin right now. We put it in his coffin. Did you really? Yeah, we did. But anyway, so uh, uh, so talk about leeches. I mean, are the leech are, are they going to have leeches opening opening weekend, or not opening weekend? Uh, but let's say let's say May twenty second, we go out there. Leeches going to be around. You know- We'll have leeches in, um, I would say, probably in the next two to three weeks. As soon as ice starts coming off a lot of these smaller ponds and traps are able to get out there and all that, we'll have, uh, hopefully, sooner than later, a good batch of leeches out there. Tell us what's happening the rest of the – now, you're getting ready for fishing, open water fishing yourself. we got a couple minutes left. Tell us what's new about you, what are you expecting, what are you excited about for 2023? Oh gosh, there's a lot to be excited about for 2023, but I think honestly, the biggest thing I'm excited about is I don't have really any major hunting trips planned this year, so I'm going to tackle my home state when it comes to uh, mule deer hunting. I, I, I set a goal, and hopefully I can accomplish this goal, but I want to shoot my first mule deer with a bow, and my plan is to spend a little time in the Badlands come September, October, and hopefully my dad um, will draw his antelope tag. Oh, fun, yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, next time you come to the Twin Cities, and I know you get this way oh, three, four times a year, you got to stop in Capra's because you would be, you got to, because Sam is, is making his, what's it called, the, the archery thing he's doing yeah, over here? 3D archery. Yeah, and uh, he'll help you out. He'll t- get your t- bow tuned up or help you buy a new bow and a, a bow at Capra's. And so stop here next time you stop in the Twin Cities. Uh-oh. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Buddy, we're going to let you go. we got a, we got a, a guy talking about turkey hunting. Listen uh, the next part of the show if you want to, because Tom Glines, who is the Director of Development for the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, is going to be on following you, so on the four outdoorsmen. Tanner Cherney, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, thanks for being our friend. I'm looking forward to seeing you May 22nd. Hey, we're looking forward to seeing you guys out here. All right, buddy, take care of yourself, all right? All right, got it. All right. Be right back with Tom Glines. Director of Development for the National Wild Turkey Federation. Be right back in the Four Outdoorsman. The Four Outdoorsman is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free quick estimate. If you love the outdoors and haven't stepped into Capra's on Highway 65 in Blaine, Here's what you can expect. It has a huge gun shop loaded with specialty ammo and one of the best gunsmiths in the state. It has a complete archery shop with a 20-yard range on site. It has all the fishing tackle, rods, and electronics you could possibly need. To top it off, the employees are experts with decades of experience. Go check it out and say hi to Sam, Capra's Outdoors. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Hey, balls. Some Beach Resort is just five miles south of Bemidji. Not just to fish, but completely enjoy a memorable family experience. Sure, multi-species fishing on beautiful Lake Plantagenet is superb. But with the heated pool, all the lakeshore water toys, basketball court, bonfires at night, Balsam Beach Resort is a must. Patty and Clint, they work their butts off to make sure that the cabins and grounds are spotless and your guests are going to make memories and they're going to last a lifetime. Trust Strewman on this one. Check out BalsamBeachResort.com. It's a privilege to be able to brag about Arrowhead Outdoors of Ely every week. It's the oldest bait store in Ely. Arrowhead is Ely's largest provider of live bait with a huge selection of tackle, camping, and hunting supplies. And there's a very good chance you're going to walk out of that store knowing you've met two new, very helpful friends. You pulling a trailer? Arrowhead Outdoors offers every customer off-street parking, and that's rare in Ely, Minnesota. Hey, tell Chris and Steve you were sent by the four outdoorsmen. Go catch a few fish. Arrowhead Outdoors, ElyMN.com. Upgrade your summer fun and save big with Power Lodge Power Sale. For a limited time, save up to $3,500 on select aluminum and fiberglass fishing belts from brands like Alumacraft, Smokercraft, and Triton. Save up to $21,000 on select new Godfrey and Bennington pontoons. Hit the trails this summer with the new CF Moto Z4 side-by-side starting at $99.99. Hit the lakes and trails in style this summer. The Power Lodge Power Sale going on now. Not all brands carried in all locations. Visit or call your local Power Lodge for more details. The Four Outdoorsman is being recorded live at Capra Sporting Goods. 
All right, gang, we're back. Strewman here, Mark Lukey, Sam off it all, who is the other host on this radio show, is busy uh, making money. We're at uh, Capra's in Blaine on Highway 65. Of course, Sam off it all's family bought Capra's about seven months ago, and he's got he's got his he's got a lot of <laughs> a lot of things going on. So it's just. We, ju- we just got us. We got Mark, Lukey, Steve, Strusinski, and tell you what, right now we got Director of Development for the National Wild Turkey Federation, Tom Glines. Hey, Tom, thanks for taking the time to be on the Four Outdoorsmen. You're welcome, and it's it's a pretty exciting time of year right now. Spring turkey season. You know, it's uh, a matter of fact, I had lunch with a guy named, uh, and, and Sam and Mark know him very well. Uh, Thane Jensen, a good friend of mine, he's he's a he's a not a big shot, but he's been with Clam a long, long time. But we went to lunch, and we only the place where we had lunch is maybe two miles away from Clam Outdoors up there in Rogers, Minnesota. And we're holding a conversation. And the entire time I'm talking to, I'm driving my vehicle and talking to Thane. His head spinning back and forth, back and forth. And I tapped him on the shoulder. He goes, "No, no, no. I'm listening. I'm looking for turkeys." He said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the true story. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that he loves turkey hunting. As a matter of fact, he's got a story that we share every year we have him on the air about how he screwed up turkey hunting one day. And uh, he told me uh, next week he's going to the Black Hills. That's his, that's his uh, bucket list. Every year he goes to the Black Hills. Well, Tom, uh, so I, I wanted to talk turkey with somebody, so I called the local chapter here of nwtf and uh the guy that answered was super nice but he said you know what i'm not great for the radio but you have to call my buddy tom so you are the you are the mouthpiece of turkeys in minnesota now tom uh well i kind of have been for 30 years (laughs) i i started started working for the nwtf in 94 but before that I had a sporting goods store in Ham Lake called Esau Sporting Goods. Oh wow! The cool. turkey, the turkey hunters pro shop. <laughs> back in the eighties, when we only had about five to ten thousand tags each spring, so um, it was a small, it was a small niche market back then. But uh, we're over fifty thousand turkey hunters in Minnesota. And I had the DNR pull the records the other day. They sell as many turkey licenses as they do duck stamps and pheasant stamps in Minnesota. We are on par with both of those beloved sports as well. Well, that's crazy. I think, uh, don't we have normally like 50,000 turkey hunters every year in the state of Minnesota? You just said, yeah. Something like 50,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's and, and a lot of people always thought pheasants are king, or we used to be the duck state, um, and the flyways kind of moved a little bit west, but um, we're on par. We're pretty exciting times. We're, we're talking with Tom Glines. Go ahead. We're talking with Tom Glines, National uh, uh, Development Director of, of National Wild Turkey Federation. Tom, let's talk about your background. You didn't grow up at 10, 12 years old being a turkey hunter. What got you into turkey hunting in the first place? Well, I tell you what, I was going to write an article about it. But the thing is, turkey hunting in Minnesota is still so very, very new. We are only on the third generation. I, I guess I would say... I'm first generation turkey hunter in Minnesota, and then I taught my son, and now I'm taking my grandkids. So we're only we're only three generations old. My dad brought me up a duck hunter and a deer hunter, 
and a rough grouse hunter. And before he could ever turkey hunt, he, he passed away at age 51. There wasn't any turkey hunting in the state of Minnesota right. when my dad passed away. So he never, never had the opportunity. Turkey hunting started in 1978. Well, I didn't discover it till 1985. But as they say many times, you get bit by the wild turkey <laughs> hunting bug. It's, it's infectious, and there's no cure for it. There is no cure. You know what's fun about talking with you? I, I, honest to God, Mark Lukey works for, for uh, Ron Sherr Productions, and so he and Ron are good friends, and I've had an opportunity to meet him a number of times. You are as excited about turkey hunting, even after 40 years, as Ron Shira. He is absolutely, even at the age of 70, whatever he is, addicted to this game. And he never stops wanting to talk about turkey hunting when he can't. And he can't wait to get in the woods when he can. Well, they, they say it's not the gobbler that gets you. It's the gobble. I mean, you just, mm-hmm. just to hear the gobble in the spring woods... Uh, gets me fired up. I'm, I'm ready to shoot out. There are times I've even strutted when I hear it. <laughs> I agree with you, Tom. I can picture him in the in, in the bedroom doing a little strutting once in a while. Yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> I, uh, I I've really enjoyed getting into turkey hunting. I've not been particularly successful, but there's nothing that sh- sends shivers up your spine than when you call and a gobble comes back. It's just it's just an incredible feeling to actually communicate with an animal. That is that is a that is a direct connection with wildlife. It's like growing up as a duck hunter, you can blow out a duck call all day long, but they 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 will quack back occasionally. But it's, <laughs> I, I, I equate ducks to being like herding cats. It's like here, here the cat does the cat doesn't come. The cat looks at you and says, "No, not today." But uh, playing that one-on-one game with a gobbler. Uh, that's uh, addicting. Hey, Tom. You know, talk when the when the pandemic when the pandemic hit. You know, everyone wanted to get outside, of course. And and I think in 2020 there were 37 percent more turkey hunting licenses that were issued in 2019. Has the public recreation recreation habits stayed the same? Or do we expect that to stay as they as they were? Uh, are they they going to be more now or? or how do you feel about 2023? Well, 2023 may not reach pandemic levels because kids are kids are back in school. Things are kind of back to normal, and uh, people are busy. And uh, the reason why the numbers went way up, and it was a nationwide phenomenon working for the National Turkey Federation, I heard the numbers nationwide. Everywhere in the country had a bump in participation in spring turkey hunting because people wanted something to do. And, and, you, and for the most part, people can go turkey hunting by themselves, but boy, I prefer to be sitting right by somebody's shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, and, and celebrating success when you score and, and get a bird to come in and, and you actually harvest one. Just like I did yesterday in <laughs> Indiana with my stepson sitting side by side with him. We doubled on two longbeards in Indiana on opening day. 
Well, it's a good thing you're not driving. You'd be off the road right now. This guy's. This guy's. <laughs> this guy. This guy is 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 in the air right now. That's really exciting. We're talking, we're talking with Tom Glines, Director of Development, the National Wild Turkey Federation. What are what are your responsibilities as Director of Development? My my role with NWTF is major gift solicitation and taking care of people that have been sponsors and donors to the organization for the past 50 years. This coming Jan, July, this coming July, on July 22nd, we are having a big celebration and a dedication in Caledonia, Minnesota, where it all began. I don't know if your listeners know, the first turkeys introduced or reintroduced into Minnesota were introduced in Houston County by Caledonia in the year, in the winter of 70, 71 or 71, 72. They brought 29 turkeys up from Missouri. We traded pine marten and rough grouse to Missouri. They gave us 29 turkeys, and the rest is history. But Ron Chair is going to be one of our special guest speakers at that, at that dedication because he was the one that started the first chapter yeah. in Minnesota to get the ball rolling because he was so addicted to those turkeys in the Black <laughs> Hills you refer to. Yep. And, and that's another memory, too. Back in the day... Uh, the first season, 1978, there were 490 people that drew a tag. Only 490. 94 of those people killed a turkey. So in the early days of turkey hunting in Minnesota, you had to go into a lottery. And many times it took you four to five years <laughs> to be able to draw a tag. Isn't that and, something? And that's what we're celebrating. And that's what we're celebrating now, this year, this July, because everybody that wants to go can go. You just got to pick your season, go. If you don't kill a turkey during your season, you get to go the final two weeks of the season over the counter. I mean, your tank's good for the last two weeks of the season. Everybody gets to go now. I'm thrilled. I love you, man. Go ahead, Mark. <clears throat> Tom, the growth of turkeys in the state is a great celebration. Can you – I mean, it's got to be one of the – Biggest success stories as far as reintegrating, uh, you know, a live animal into the wild again. I mean, have you heard anything else be so successful where you take 29 birds and suddenly there's a boom in the Midwest of turkeys? And I, I asked Gary Nelson, who used to be our wild turkey specialist, I said, okay, Gary, you were introduced 29 turkeys. He said, how long did it take for the population down in Houston County to be strong enough to live trap, uh, shooting rocket nets over there, moving them to new spots. He said, we didn't start moving birds till 1979. In 1979, the Minnesota State Chapter, the NWTF, paid the trappers directly for, the, for their services to expand the wild turkey flock in Minnesota. And then when I got hired in 1994, it was like, yeah, let's, let's keep doing this. Let's keep going farther forward. And the DNR said, Tom, we're going to quit doing the trap and transplant program. And I said, you can't. We're not. We're not done yet. There used to be an imaginary line that followed Highway 94 up to Fargo. And they said, above that line where we have 30 days of 12 inches of snow or more, <laughs> wild turkeys, wild turkeys will never survive the winter. And, and I, I said, you're, you're short-guessing him. 
they they can handle it. And right now we have turkeys covering three quarters of Minnesota, providing opportunity for Minnesota sportsmen to hunt turkeys each and every spring. And surprising fact, though, only one out of four turkey hunters actually shoots a bird. Yeah. I mean, 50,000 plus go out each spring, and we register 12 to 14,000. You know, it, it's, it, it, can be, it can be fairly expensive, more expensive than people realize. I've never shot a turkey, but I hit one once. It cost me about 600 bucks on my car. <laughs> and I was, honest to God, it was in Vadness Heights right on McMenemy, and I, I was uh, right on the grill, and it busted everything up, boy. They're all over the place. Go ahead, Mark. So, Tom, um, tell us a little bit about NWTF. Uh, we have about five minutes left. Tell us a little bit okay. about the organization, how people get involved, what you do, and um, you know how, how people can get involved with NWTF. Well, for, for 25 years, I was a regional director in Minnesota. My job, well, I, when I got hired, I had Minnesota and the Dakotas, and my job was to uh, get local volunteers to establish local chapters, do fundraisers, raise money for what we do. And what we do, our mission, the mission of the NWTF has never changed through my tenure with the NWTF since it was formed. The conservation of the wild turkey and the preservation of the hunting tradition. So we're twofold. We're about conservation and habitat and making the habitat better for turkeys and all wildlife. But we also mentor turkey hunters like crazy to create new hunters. We want to keep hunting viable because you start declining numbers of hunters, you lose voting power. Your rights to hunt could be, could be voted away. So we want as many hunters out there to make sure that hunting is viable. Shoot in the state of was in California, only three people out of 100 hunt. And we all know how, how radical, California can be. Oh, yeah. I'll just just leave it there on that. Yeah, i tell you what. Hey, Tom, I tell you, you're talking about the number of hunters that we have, and it's getting bigger. Hopefully, the the numbers keep on growing, and we only have a couple of minutes left. But unlike duck hunting, you know, uh, turkey hunters, they often move a lot while hunting. And you mentioned someplace that two hunters need 80 to 160 acres a day of hunting. Are we in trouble? Are we concerned about having too many hunters for the number of birds? So far, not yet, because we do have staggered seasons. Everybody gets seven days, and you can pick your pick your season. And there, there's still a little bit of spread outness to the wild turkey sport in Minnesota. So, um, and some people even say, well, in some areas we have enough that we can shoot two. And it's like, if you want more time in the woods, and by, I'm glad my wife is inside the restaurant waiting for me to come in. But uh, you know, last spring. From the April 15th to May 31st, I was in the woods helping somebody turkey hunt just about all 45 days. I don't, I, I don't have to carry a gun to enjoy the wild turkey woods. Yeah. I mean, get out there. Take somebody else. Hey Tom, we they, really they appreciate what you do. we appreciate what you do. Obviously, you know, the director again, Tom Glines, director of development of the National Wild Turkey Federation. There's only two people that we've had on our show. We've been doing this for nine years. Who have had more enthusiasm and energy than you? 
or as much. One is, of course, Ron Shera, and another guy named Ralph Duran. And you might know who Ralph is. And he's as he, I know Ralph. Oh, he's he's nuts, man. He is he is a he's a lot of fun. He's a he's a great great guy as well. Tell you what, we got to thank you for being on the Four Outdoorsman with with your knowledge and your experience and your energy and your. Uh, we got to have you on again. So after the season's over, let's see what's happening. And uh, if you don't mind, we'll have you back for sure. I'm, within the next couple of weeks, we'll have you back if that's okay with you. <laughs> fine, fine by me. I've still got I still got a Wisconsin tag yet, a South Dakota tag, and a Wyoming tag to fill you up this year. Atta I just boy. got back from Alabama also. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you so much, well, and and congratulations on getting a turkey in Indiana. That sounds like an awesome experience for you. And thanks for joining our show on a whim. I know I just called you yesterday. So thank you so much for taking the time and uh, safe travels back with your wife. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Yeah, but take care, sir. That's a special man right there. I tend to cut people off a little soon. I'm That's all right. Yeah, well, you're, you're new at this game. <laughs> That's all right. All right. We're going to thank everybody. Uh, 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 Tom Glines, of course, and, and Tanner Cherney for joining us on the Four Outdoorsman. Join us every week, if you would. We have a lot of fun laughing and learning with the guys. And Sam will be back next week as well. In the meantime, have a great, safe week. And my buddy Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.